It's the Happy Families Podcast with Dr. Justin Coulson, the podcast for the time-poor parent who just wants answers now. We're Luke and Susie, a husband and wife radio team and the parents of three young boys. And today we're going to be joined in the studio by not just Dr. Justin Coulson, but his wife Kylie as well, as we talk about daughters, your children heading into their teenagehood, who are struggling with their self-confidence. A great question that's come through to the show and we've got two people here to answer it, mum and dad of six girls because it is a daughter-related question. My daughter is 12 and due to some extreme circumstances has lost her self-confidence and is talking negatively about herself. How can I, as her mother, help her? Now, unfortunately, we can't start back at two or three years old to build self-confidence to make sure she's got the resilience. So we're starting with a 12-year-old, Dr. Justin Coulson, and his wife, Kylie, joins us in the studio. Kylie, it's great to see you here. Thank you. Thanks for being here. here. On another opportunity of you being here, we'll ask you loads of questions about what Justin's really like. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, let's let's start with that. We'll take an extended (laughs) episode here. I'm feeling nervous. Uh, Mrs. Happy Families is going to say all the right things, I'm sure. (laughs) sure. Mm. But you are a mother of six girls. Is this something you've had? Because you've got three older, three younger. So the three who are sort of in that older bracket, have you had to address a self-confidence issue with them at all along the way? Probably daily. Daily? <laughs> yes, okay. I think there are challenges all the time. Um, I think. So it's a, it's a human thing to lack confidence, right? It, yeah. th- there are some people who are very, very confident, but most of us question ourselves, especially within the walls of our own home. Mm. So it's a big question Jacqueline's asked. A 12-year-old, we, don't, we know nothing of the circumstances. We just know that there's been a set of circumstances. She's lost her self-confidence and mum wants to help. She desperately wants to reinstill this sense of value and worth in her daughter. How does she do it? Um, I think one of the most important things, and it's really, really hard because like Justin touched on, we all have self-doubt, is ensuring that our children don't hear us talking about ourselves badly. That's a really, um, I think that's really important. Our children need to know that, um, you know, we're not looking in the mirror and constantly saying, I wish I could just lose five kilos or, um, because all of those things send a message to them that says, well, what's wrong with me? Yeah. Um, And I think that um, if we can, if we can model the fact that it's okay to accept ourselves the way we are without having to put ourselves down, um, that that's number one. Yeah. Number one and just so important. She's I don't pretty know. good. I don't know yeah, how to say this. Right. It could be the best piece of advice we've ever had <laughs> yeah, on this right. show. Sorry. Oh, 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 <laughs> Justin, if you could just step aside, we don't, okay. we don't need you anymore. But anymore. that's so <laughs> valuable, isn't it? Because when it comes to, to say that to, to help our child actually starts with how we treat ourselves – that's incredible. We have control of, over that because yes. we can't control how they're going to respond, but we can control how we talk to ourselves. I think that's absolute mm. genius. And you know, our self-talk, uh, I'll often be talking to students who are struggling with, uh, the, you know, particularly the, the perfectionist teenage girl, and she doesn't get the grade that she wants. And she says, I'm a loser and I hate maths and I'm never doing this again. And, and, and says all these terrible things about herself because she hasn't done as well as she wanted in the cross country or the swing carnival, whatever it was. And, and my response to that is, uh, if you heard somebody talking to a friend or to their own child the way you're talking to yourself, what would you think about that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you'd say, well, that's terrible. You can't say that to people. And yet we say it to ourselves all the time. All the time. Yeah. So, so I always encourage these girls to think, what would I say to my friend if she was going through this? 
And maybe we need to say that to ourselves. It was a funny thing uh, my boys picked me up on recently because we've got a, we've got a rule that there's there's the way we do things as a family is we say things that are designed to make people feel better, and there's certain words that under no circumstances make someone feel better about themselves. And one of them is to say the word fat. Like nobody ever feels better because that word has been used in reference to them or anybody. Um, and so we talk about that. And uh, so it's been drilled in that that's a word that we don't use and to describe anything. So at one point, I think when Tyson was about four, he said, well, they're very bold. <laughs> okay, that's an interesting, uh, bold your font. Um, <laughs> but then I made a joke about I myself and they said, hey, Dad. You can't say that. Why can you say it about yourself but we can't say it? And I went, oh. It was it was just a joke and it was a self-deprecating joke. But what a what a great pull-up. What a great indication they pulled up on how I talked about myself and said, Well, if it's not okay, it's it's never okay. So dad got schooled on that particular one. But <laughs> but they're listening and they're seeing it. They're they're witnessing how we talk about ourselves. So so great. I'm thinking as well, Susie and Luke, about this question, and you, you've got a, a girl or or a boy for that matter who's lacking in confidence. There's a handful of other things that really strike me as being important. One of those things relates to what you're saying, Luke, and that is we've got to be so careful about the way we are engaging with our children. In a previous conversation that I've had with you, we've discussed how how critical it is that we provide lots and lots of connection and a little less correction and direction. You see, if we're in a relationship with somebody who's constantly telling us what to do and when to do it and why haven't you done it already and for goodness sakes, not like that, mm. What happens is our confidence takes a hammering. I mean, it's okay to receive some correction and direction. We need that. But when it's overarching in, in terms of everything else that happens in a relationship, that's awfully destructive. And, and, and I would also suggest let's find what lights them up. When are they confident? When are they feeling like they can conquer the world? Or at least when are they, when are they bright and shiny and energetic and vital? Let's see if we can get them doing more of those kinds of things. How much of a, a situation like in this question where there's, there's extreme circumstances which has led to this, so with no detail, um, but with that, is it easy for us as parents to kind of assume that everything is a symptom of that thing when something big has happened to a child and sort of disregard the normal child? Like there's things that as 12-year-old girls I'm sure <laughs> we go through and maybe we can overlook some of the simple little things because it's all put down to the cause of the big thing. Definitely. Uh, as a dad to six daughters, I have discovered, I'm a little slow to the party here, but I've discovered that um, a, a monthly cycle can actually be really traumatic <laughs> and that there's nothing else going on in life except that this is a really big deal for a 12 or a 13-year-old girl and, and and I mean, once upon a time, we didn't talk about this stuff, right? But mm. but until we, yeah. if if you can't mention it, you can't manage it. That's a, a great quote from Mister Rogers from that beautiful day in the neighbourhood film, which was just it made me bore my eyes out. Gorgeous, gorgeous film. If it's mentionable, it's manageable. And so we we need to acknowledge there are other things going on hormonally and psychologically and uh, emotionally for our children that may or may not have anything to do with the big thing that we think is causing it. They might just be having a a really lousy day or a really lousy week. So then, Kylie, uh, for us as males who are clueless to this life experience and other similar female-based experiences, what do we do as a dad? You know, like because because we can't go well, blame it on it. <laughs> Apparently, that doesn't work. So, so what would advice would you give to to guys to navigate a teenage 
girl in that space. Oh, stay away. <laughs> now, that's not what I do. Okay, can, I just, can I just be clear? That's right. not what I do. She's starting to lose the job. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what Justin does at all. I think that um, I think that one of the most important things is connecting with that sensitive side that we all have but sometimes we don't um, tap into as much as we need to, especially with daughters. Um, but just taking time to just be with them. Um, one of the things that Justin does with the girls is going for a walk um, and just getting outside of the box a little bit and just spending time together um, because the reality is that sometimes they don't understand what's going on and sometimes there is nothing more going on than just that. Yeah, It's just that time of the month and life is hard and we don't understand it and we can't explain it. And just getting outside and being able to just go and have a walk and enjoy nature and time together is enough to just kind of calm things down. See, this comes back to the the thing that I'm really talking a lot about lately, and that is our, our children, if they're going to feel good about themselves, they need to know that they matter to us, that they belong, and that they are worthy. This, this word worthiness, it obviously has a lot of religious connotations, but I'm not talking about it in that context. I'm just talking about I see you... As a, as a human who is worthy of my love and undivided attention. And we, we had one of our children recently who was having a mega meltdown. Uh, and the context is probably irrelevant for this conversation, except that she was having a massive meltdown. She was angry. She was losing the plot. She's struggled a little bit with her confidence from time to time. And it just wasn't working. And, and the natural reaction as a parent is to say, would you just calm down? Would you stop it? Would you be nice to your sister? If you're going to behave like that, you're out of here, that, that kind of thing. But I went to her and I, I gently held her shoulders. I, I assure you it was gentle. I wanted to <laughs> shake her shoulders, but I, I held her shoulders. I looked at her and I said, I know that inside you is just such a good heart that is desperate to be heard, and right now you're so upset. But if we can just hug, I know that you'll feel better and that goodness will come back out. And amazingly, she melted into me. Now, I know that for some parents, they'll try that and their daughter will scream at them and storm down the corridor and slam the door. Yeah. But this daughter, in this instant, she looked at me and then she just melted into my chest, put her arms around me and sobbed for a couple of minutes. And when she was finished sobbing, I looked at her in the eyes again. I said, I feel like the goodness is finding its way back out again. What I was doing essentially in that moment is I was saying, I know that you're intrinsically good. I know right now you're having an awful time. But if we can just sit in this moment together, we can get through it and things will be okay. And they were. That, that moment requires grace. That was as the parent, you, you offered grace to someone who mattered. And I, I've been reminded because this has been a big, big topic of, uh, and a big passion for us as we've been talking the last few months, but I realised how quick I was to offer grace to a stranger, how easy it was to offer yes. grace to a colleague or to mm -hmm. a, a client but how short my fuse was to remove grace from my children. And the, the, you know, they didn't have to do anywhere near as much wrong or offensive before I was angry and upset with them. And I was just reminded and convicted recently to go, they should be receiving equal, if not more amounts of grace than anybody else in my world. But man, it's hard at times when you just let yourself go because you could easily escalate that yourself by being frustrated with... With the girls. Beautiful. And there's another term that I've been talking about a lot lately that's, I guess, synonymous, and that is compassion. Uh, our children need us to be compassionate. And I use that word all the time, but, but it wasn't until recently that I went and looked it up. 
the etymology of compassion, compassion, two words in Latin, com means uh, together with others. So we communicate, we're in a community, we uh, are in a company, we have combat, C-O-M, with others. Passion, you use the word. And normally when we say I'm passionate about something, it's like I'm really energized, I'm right into it. It's like Tony Robbins, rah, 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 passion. <laughs> but passion actually means historically suffering. So when we have compassion, we suffer together. And that's what I tried to do with my daughter. You can call it grace, you can call it compassion, you can call it charity or love. But what it was was a, a dad who fortunately got it right that day uh, who went to a daughter who was suffering. Our, our, our daughters and sons behave in challenging ways when they're feeling challenged. They don't need us to get cranky at them. They need us to sit in that challenge with them. Yeah. And, and that's what I tried to do. And I think that's what this mum might do more with her daughter. Less correction and direction, more compassion, get her spending time uh, doing things that light her up. And as Kylie said, uh, speaking well about herself and not actually doing things that would make it look like she's not confident herself. Yeah. Mm. So good. We, we so appreciate you being here, Kylie. Justin, it's always great when you're in studio with us. Happyfamilies.com.au. There's loads of resources there that can help along with parenting as well. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. If you've enjoyed the podcast, we'd love for you to leave a rating and review. Now, some people get on there and they click the stars and then they write a sentence or two and then there's <laughs> other people too. Oh, like Travel Scribe. I love this right. one. Okay, you ready for this? Yeah. A couple of years ago, my wife, an early childhood teacher, came back from a seminar raving about this guy that had spoken at it, a parenting expert. Oh, hmm, off, some smarmy, judgmental, <laughs> know-it-all, great. And she said, no, seriously, I know, I thought that too at first, but he was great and I got his DVD. He said, I didn't think more about it until a rainy afternoon and our daughter was asleep. We were between Netflix series and so I had nowhere to go when she whipped out that DVD and put it on. This is how it progressed from there. You ready? Right. Whatever, Dr. Seuss. Yeah, okay, maybe he's right about that. All right, that too. And that. Hmm, never thought of it like that. Shh, I'm listening to Justin. And then then sitting on the edge of the couch and leaning in, tell me more, oh wise sage. If we have any more kids, I reckon Justin is a cool name. (laughs) Since then, we've been to webinars, live seminars, watched YouTube clips, read his books, and now I'm listening to the podcast. I've put this stuff into action and even had to email him when a scenario described played out exactly as he said it would. I've emailed and tweeted him, and while I'm sure he has his moments, he always responds with nothing but sincerity and non-judgmental help. But putting all that aside, this stuff works. Not works like some sort of cynical parenting hack to manipulate your kids into eating sprouts, but in a full-blown, life-changing, family-enhancing kind of way. Sure, our daughter can still be a right little bag at times, (laughs) but whenever we row back and replay the advice, things improve. Some of it sounds counterintuitive, but so what? What have you got to lose? Um, And that thing said, sorry, that bit about calling a kid Justin not true. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a shame, isn't it? You could do something like that as well, but if you would like Justin to come speak at your school organisation so that you can get your partner a DVD, then all you need to do is visit (laughs) happyfamilies.com.au. 